Hey, what's up, everybody? I loved recording this episode. I freaking loved it. And that means I freaking hated all the other episodes. <laughs> Just kidding. I loved them all. But I loved this one especially. It was a ton of fun. We had a great time. We talked about a wide variety of things. And so I hope y'all friggin' like it. Uh, I would like if you went and checked out Dan's Instagram. His handle is Dan, but with two A's, D-A-A-N underscore K-A-A-S-J-A-G-E-R. Dan Kashgangagersner is how it's pronounced. (laughs) Kashjagger, maybe. I don't know. Hope that's what it is. And uh, Dan would like you to go check out, give Arctic Monkeys a listen, especially the album AM, because it's a great album. He really liked it. And his favorite song right now came from that album. I want you to follow, or just at least to go look at Dan's Instagram so you could see uh, what his travels are like, all like all the places he's going, because we talk about traveling a lot. So go check out his Instagram. Dan Kashnishnagersnig is how is his Instagram name, but I spelt it for you. So I hope you go listen to it. And here comes a podcast, beloveds. Here we go. Yeah. So there's only like a set amount of places they have for the university. So uh-huh. some people aren't allowed to go to uni. Uh, that university it's like it's like getting admitted to a to a high-end uh university it's not yeah. just grades it's they have to make a test as well okay that is that common for schools in the netherlands yeah it is it is it is well it, it's like it's for studies so it's specifically that that subject that so you want to go me, to it's yeah. not for the whole uni uh-huh. but for artificial intelligence because it's like really growing that's what uh-huh. i'm going to study um, oh. they, uh, they don't have enough place for everyone, so they only have 150 spots. Wait, this is dope. I didn't think how the, this is how the podcast was going to start, but I'm going to definitely include this. This is cool. <laughs> I, what, uh, right, so first, what are, what are schools like in the Netherlands? Like, if you get in, like, what's the, edu- like the college or university education system like? Does, does it cost a lot of money, or is it provided? What's the uh, deal with that? It's actually like, it's it's really interesting. So it's like in Holland, you start specializing. It's very different from American schools because uh-huh. Holland, you start specializing when you're 11. So you told me about this in Chiang Mai a little bit. So when you're when you're oh yeah right I remember that when you when you're 11 you make a test another test and uh-huh. this is this test pretty much it determines like what level of 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 high school you go to. So there's no middle school. It's just primary and high school six okay. years each uh-huh. and it determines like what level of high school you go to so if you make the test well uh you get in like a higher education or like a harder years right mm-hmm. and some of those higher levels they take six years and then there's a middle year it takes five years and then there's lower years and they take four years that means like four years of high school five years of high school or six years of high school mm-hmm. and on like how good you are at school mm-hmm. so that means like people who don't like school can stop when they're 16 and then they can like start working with their hands or they become like you know carpenters or electricians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then people who work till they're like 17 they go to like uh they do like management so they can become mm-hmm. like 
they can work in hotels or restaurants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who go like, like a university and that's like, you become like a scholar or like a scientist or something okay. like that. So the people who like, do the five years of high school, do they go to university afterwards or is university normally yeah, so like, just there's always the... like a, a next one. So there's always okay. like next uh, level of sort of a sort of university. But we, it's, it, the names are like different, so it's kind of hard to translate it. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not all a university. We just have a different name for it. So like, yeah. And then Maybe. in uni, you don't have all sub like I'm pretty sure like in the United States in college, you mm-hmm. still have like maths. And yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. history but i get to like i get to drop all the subjects that i that i'm not good at when mm-hmm. i'm 14 so if like i'm not that great at history and i'm not that great at like when you're geography. 14 yeah so i dropped history geography uh economics and some other subjects i didn't like and i kept like physics biology uh chemistry and like advanced maths and i kept all those and I dropped the rest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You get to drop the classes that aren't really going to, that you're not interested in at 14. Yeah. But in America, we don't ever get to drop those classes. We have to take, uh, we call it like standard classes all, all yeah. the way, all through university. It's only like the right. last two years of university that you really get to decide all of your schedule. And right. it's, um, like completely focused on your content area. Wow. And, and then you can go sucks. to uni after college, right? Or is that actually university, you say? Uh, okay, so when I say university, I mean after secondary school, after high school. Okay. So after the first 12 years of school, then it's university. Yes. So we call, okay. we call college high school. Um, and then we call, we say college as university. Um, and so we ha- we have to take what are the cl- what do we call them in the United States? Like uh, like common no standard standard courses or something. Like I had to take math in all the way up to my sophomore year. Of, How old are you then? In my sophomore year, I was twenty, nineteen or twenty. Wow. Yeah, and I Gosh. teach. I teach English, and I had to take math until I was 20 years old. Yeah, God, that's rough. It that, is. That, that would kill me. I would have way worse grades. Like, yeah. my average would be so much lower. And it's extremely frustrating, especially when you start paying such extreme amounts of money for your university, and you're taking these classes that aren't even don't have anything to do with your focus of degree. And so it's incredibly frustrating when you have to waste basically two years of your education in university taking these classes that aren't helping you in your yeah. degree and it it get it really gets me mad because i just think of it as just a way for universities to make more money because in the states yeah. it took out those standard classes that you are forced to take uh you would be done with your degree in half of the time and so Damn. it's just really frustrating and then even if you didn't cut the time in half, give me more classes that are focused on my degree. Like, I'll gladly pay for four years of university if all of those yeah, exactly. years are focused on my degree instead of wasting two years on these general requirement classes, which are, one, not that difficult, 
And so your brain doesn't really get challenged. You don't force yourself. Like you can just kind of coast by and get Bs Mm -hmm. with just coasting and not really applying yourself because one, the students don't care about them and then the professors don't even care about them that much either because they know half the kids in the class are only there because they have to be there. And so it's just this stupid cycle. And that's one of the things that really bothers me about uh, higher education in the United States. I think it's great. I learned a lot in my university, but that's the one of the things that just really frustrates me. And so it's, yeah. it's to see that the Netherlands has a, a much better system, at least in that regard. Yeah, I th- yeah, I totally agree. I think you should. It's it's for me. It's like so normal to start specializing early, and it, I thank God because my I had like thirteen subjects when I was fourteen, and then when I was mm. fifteen. I had like eight. Wow. So, and it's like only subjects that I liked and some I didn't really like. Mm -hmm. So there's a few subjects you have to keep, right? That's Mm -hmm. math, English, Dutch. Okay. So those three, those are what you call core subjects. So those never, you can't, can't drop those unless Mm -hmm. you have like a, a really special case, but usually you're not allowed to drop those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I mean, specializing early, very happy. <laughs> yeah, Very that's happy really cool because then you get to start training in what you want to do or at least training in the things that you're interested in from such a young age. Yeah. Um, Benefited me very much. Yeah. And I, I like that too, how you can't drop certain classes because I do think there are, at least through high school, there are some general requirements that I think you should have. Like you should definitely keep learning basic math just so you're not an idiot and yeah. uh and then dutch for you and english uh i think that those are are important if we if the united states had a system like that i could see them keeping math keeping english and then maybe keeping some form of science uh just so everybody kind of has a, a basic idea of the general studies um but you're going to university for to study artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, wait, sorry, can you repeat that last part of it? The, so you're going to university to study artificial intelligence. Yeah, yeah, and nothing, so, like, there's subjects in artificial intelligence, so uh-huh. there's going to be, like, uh, you know, machine learning is a subject, mm-hmm. then there is, like, math is a subject, there's uh-huh. psychology, which is mm-hmm. a subject. Interesting. So, thinking about all this. Yeah, it's cool. Now, it's a very varied study, so yeah, there's a lot of now when, different aspects. When I hear artificial intelligence, I don't know what any of it is actually like uh, or what people who study artificial intelligence, who, who work in AI, I have no idea what they actually do. But when I hear artificial intelligence, I hear like the sexy kind of like, <laughs> provocative catching your ear, making robots that are going to take over the world. That's what I hear when and I think that's what that's what a lot of people hear, too. Uh, that's what i get a lot it's like the first yeah. thing i say the hairs are like oh so you're gonna take over my job that's what i've had like so many times when yeah I, i'm gonna study artificial intelligence right. uh so what do you like what is it actually and so when you go to study what are the or somebody who's working in that field what's an what's an average job like for somebody who works well, in artificial intelligence but i guess there isn't an average job I don't think there is. yeah like fields that's a difficult question. What I, kind uh, do you want to work in? Uh, honestly, like 
I don't really know where I like, I don't really know where I like per se want to work and I have a few ideas, mm-hmm. um, but it's especially like the study itself. It's super interesting. It's so like varied in the sense that there's a lot of companies that would want you helping. For example, you could go anywhere. You could go, for example, you go look for like Tesla's automatic driving, right? That's artificial yeah. intelligence. Yeah. It'll help uh, Google make their Siri work better. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could build AI, for example, in prosthetics to make like how, how that works, huh. uh, for example, how that learns. Or uh, just building robots, literally, or making AI in video games. It's, it's, it's all very like everything has to do with like electronics and technology, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it could also be like for companies, you know, making uh, products for them in some mm-hmm. way. But honestly, I don't know. I'm not very 100% sure what I want to do with it. But I thought I wanted to study first. Sounds mm-hmm. very cool. I think it'd it's, be very. It's the way of the future, for sure. At least things having to do with computers, the internet, anything to do with electronics. It's, and it's a little bit scary at some points. Are you yeah. a little bit afraid of yeah. the technological Honestly, possibilities that are coming? I, I joke about that, like, you know, uh, that I, yes, I'm going to steal your job, but, you know, give me your Instagram and uh, I'll save you. I'll save your job specifically. I know everyone I know, all my friends, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll let them have their jobs, but all the rest, I'm going to take all your jobs. But in a sense, yeah, it is scary because you don't know what could happen. Uh, but I feel that's, that makes it so much more important to learn about for me as well. Mm-hmm. So if you know a lot about the subject, then you can help yourself in that way or mm-hmm. educate more, educate mm-hmm. yourself more. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've heard a couple interviews with Elon Musk where he has been very cautious and his, has tried to issue caution to artificial intelligent companies who are designing AI and are, who are on the front lines. And that, when I hear Elon Musk uh, encouraging caution, that is like, okay, I got to listen to this guy because yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he knows this stuff. Uh, so that, that scares me the most when I hear Elon Musk issuing caution in the area of ai there's i think somebody brought this up recently that there's like a law that as soon as artificial intelligence is smarter than humans humans are done what do you mean there's a law like so like that's i somebody made like a, or like a statement like a thesis okay. or uh-huh. if this then that must be true mm-hmm. uh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So like just like yeah uh so like if uh, artificial intelligence does become smarter than humans it'll like only continue developing and mm-hmm. in the end it will become so smart that it'll have no use for humans i think that's the idea behind it it's very dark and yeah uh, hoping we never get to that point or right? be able to control it in a, in a certain way but God. that's like I'm, I'm still quite uneducated because i haven't started studying it obviously i only know like like the basics but um mm-hmm. and that yeah, i think it's very uh, interesting to learn about it it seems so movie esque that that could be possible. Yeah. And for me, it really does. When people say, "Oh, uh, machines are going to become smarter than humans," like, what does that look like? Does it look like an actual robot that has a body, or does it look like some sort of line of code yeah. that is able to uh, interfere with all other different computers and internet and cause harm to humans that way 
That's that's a good question. I mean, my I hope they all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that would be <laughs> a little too much to hope. Um, like Terminator, all of it. Yeah, no, I have no idea, man. That's I would be I would be honestly more afraid of if the AI would, didn't have a physical body and it was just in the computers or oh, in the yeah. internet somehow. I would be more afraid than that of that than in iRobot scenario. Because yeah. an iRobot scenario... Uh, yeah, I've seen that movie. That's a great movie. Uh, it's such a phenomenal movie. Oh, my gosh. And the thing that, you know, the thing that kind of bugs me about uh, people today saying, oh, uh, all the things in the media, all the movies are predicting our inevitable future, and they're showing us that artificial intelligence is going to take over because everything that we're seeing in movies today, that always bothers me because... I'm remembering movies that I saw 15 years ago, movies that were made 50 years ago that had the same exact premises. Premises? Yeah. Premises? Uh, premises? I think, yeah, and, I think that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> have the same exact storylines as this. And so it bothers me when people are always, cons- always saying that the end is near, doomsday is coming, it's going to happen yeah. to us. Because... Definitely. Our parents' generation has said that. Their parents' generation said that. Our their parents before then always said that. Oh, this is the worst time to be alive. Things are gonna go downhill from here. And if everybody for the last hundred years has been saying things are gonna go downhill, and we were not there yet, I think there's something wrong exactly. with our thinking. Hundred percent. It's it's frustrating, honestly, when you say Mustardi, like artificial intelligence, and it's like. It's more ignorance or like saying, ooh, that's scary, so we're not going to touch it instead of, for me, that's what makes it super interesting to learn about and see like how far can we go? How do we do it responsibly? Mm-hmm. And the university that I, that I like, that I want to go to has literally on their website, it says like how to, how do I say this, um, uh, morally acceptably like control artificial intelligence or how mm-hmm. do we ethically uh, justifiable artificial intelligence or something like that. Mm-hmm. So how do we ethically develop it? Mm-hmm. I mean, what you said is true because look at like the movie like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point, I remember that was like a big hype. Like we're we're living up to the moment Back to the Future was placed in. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so in two years we're gonna have hoverboards, guys. Where are they? Yeah, They're not here yet. Right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Um, um, that's a cool mission statement for your university to have with AI. Yeah, it's it's really I don't know. Like so, so like there's two universities I was I was thinking of going to and one is like in Utrecht and one is in Groningen and <laughs> one of them is like really really focused. That's not the one I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But the other one is, is like really really focused on like what is learning uh how do you teach someone to learn how you put that in a robot. So like the very philosophical side of it and the, okay. and morally like uh how do you say this? So, like, in communities, you know, like, how do we develop artificial intelligence in that sense? Mm-hmm. Or um, stuff like that. So, that's also, yeah, like you said, it's very interesting that they tackle that subject of artificial intelligence as well. I wonder how they're going to teach that. Yeah, and the, the one that you're going to is not that one. No, it's not that one. Yeah, <laughs> I decided against that. Because <laughs> I like, the, I like the, the, the maths and the, and the science behind it. Like, yeah. I'm not as good as about that other part. Mm-hmm. But I'm both, sure you're going to get some of that at your school yeah, as well. Of course. 
course. Super I interesting. So. I think it's so cool how people, one, people are so different, but then at the same time, people are so similar. And so with me, I, I think AI is cool, but when I think about it, it's not incredibly interesting to me to the point where I want to go and study it. I want to learn more about it. I want to be involved yeah. with it. Um, but then with me, I love the English language and I have grammar books that I will just read in my free time. And grammar sounds, books, really? Yes. Like once I started learning about just like the ins and outs of English, it opened this whole new world to me. It's when you just look, even I could look at a sentence and now I, it's like, there's this kind of like puzzle piece that I just put all the pieces together and I know why that's there or I know or I'm beginning to know like why that aspect of our language came to be what influenced us to have the type of sentence structure that we do um, why are we allowed to put this adverb here but not there why do prepositions go here like all that stuff is fascinating to me and I'm still very uh, I basic in my understanding of it because there's people who have devoted 50 plus years to grammar and I've only been studying it legitimately for maybe a couple um and but it's just opened this whole new world to me and it's super exciting for me to discover these new things and like that's where my interest lies yeah. at least in in some regard and then yours in artificial intelligence and I so in that regard you and I are very different but the thing yes. But how we're the same is we both want, we both have passion. And everybody inside of them has a passion, but those passions are reflected in different ways. And so we both want to have responsibilities. We both want to advance in, our, in the world, but we're going to go and do those. We're going to advance and gain more responsibilities in different ways. And I think that's just so cool how the whole world can mesh together like that like you have your different passions i have my different passions but together when everybody fits together in that way and we all kind of have a part and we play a part in the in in the body which is the body of people which is yeah really cool i like that a lot I, I, that's yeah it's really cool that you say that i 100 agree i mean like how passionate you are about english <laughs> i like i could never i don't know Right, like, level, it's stupid. Good. Like it's kind of stupid. Like for me to be like, oh, the grammar is so cool. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, look out! I love grammar, man. Like look at it's this so sentence, man. Like I'll literally say to my students, a sentence will be on the board. I'll look at it and I'll be like, man, that is a beautiful sentence. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that's beautiful. Okay, well, give me an example of that. Like, how would you? Uh, how would you like like dork over grammar like what is like oh wow a gorgeous can you is it hard to give an example of that no but i'll give a simple one and and so what i'm doing right now with my students i'm focusing a lot on sentence structure and just where our different words are allowed to go in sentences and so what i started doing i've been doing this especially with one class over a few weeks and we've just been building and building and building and so I started with a very simple like a three-word sentence let's take um, uh, or a four-word sentence 
the man eats bread. And so that's a very simple sentence. Yes. But it, but it follows the sentence structure of English perfectly. Um, so the sentence verb object, that's where, or subject verb object, that's how our sentences follow. Usually that's the pattern that sentences have to follow in English. And so from that simple sentence of the man eats bread every day or every week, I'll introduce different parts of sentences. So the first part uh, that I introduced to the students was adjectives. And so I did whole lessons on just describing certain things. I would show pictures and I would ask the students to describe the picture and they tell me all these different things about the picture. And I wouldn't even say the word adjective until the end of the lesson. And after I taught the after they interacted with adjectives, after they manipulated adjectives, after they used all these adjectives in different ways, then and once they had that idea oh. and concept in their brains, I would I looked at a list of words that they created that they used to describe certain pictures or videos, and I looked at all those words that they themselves brought up and they themselves yeah. kind of knew already. And so I said those after they already used them all and figured out the concept of it. I said those are all adjectives. And they were oh, like, oh yeah, that's a really cool way to learn because right? yeah. And so then they were like, oh, okay, these are adjectives. And they already kind of had genuine interaction with them. And so then the next day, we added an adjective into the sentence, the man eats bread. And so it would be, the tall man eats bread. And then the next class, we would add prepositions. And I would do the same thing with just interacting with prepositions. Don't even tell them what a preposition is. I would just show it and we do different activities where they're acting as prepositions. Like I remember I stood on my desk at one point and I asked my students <laughs> if I like, was dancing on my desk and I was like, what am I doing right now? And then they were like, you're on your desk. And then I would jump off my desk and then I would say, what did I do? And then they were like, you jumped off the desk. And, I was, and then so yeah. I just do stuff like that. And so that's oh, the concept that's of prepositions in their brain and then the next part of the sentence we added prepositions the tall man eats bread on the mountain yeah right right um and that this just grew and grew and grew from there and so the students had this very simple sentence of the man eats bread and after weeks and weeks and weeks we were just able to add all these different parts of speech to the sentence that the students were able to understand so by now we have adverbs, we have preposition, we have adjectives, we have multiple adjectives, um, and it's all based around SVO, subject, verb, object. And so at the end, from starting with the, the man eats bread and ending with bread on the mountain <laughs> with his dog, I look at that and I'm like, wow. That is beautiful. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's when I see that and see how much a sentence can grow and how much you can manipulate language with a simple set of rules, that that's beautiful to me. And how if you just if you have a concept of the rules of if you have a concept of the language, you can do anything. And so that's what I do with my students. I don't teach. I don't teach the rules. I don't teach a list of rules. I don't teach you can't split infinitives. Like I don't talk about things like that ever. Um, I no. teach concepts. I teach 
really like the philosophy of English. So they have an idea of how the language works. And then as they learn new words, they're able to just plug things in where they're supposed yeah. to be. Exactly. They sort of don't have to think, oh, I can't split an infinitive. Nobody talks like that Nobody when they're talks, talking yeah. English. So it makes, makes way more sense to teach them like that. Uh, yeah. To teach them like the rules. And mm -hmm. that's how we were taught as well. Yeah, with that's rules. good. Oh, you were no, taught? Like, no, we were taught with rules, which is like, yeah. it's difficult for me because yeah. I learned English was actually my, like sort of my first language. Anyways, I, I spoke it better than I spoke Dutch. Wow. And when I started learning Dutch, that's how they taught me, like, it gave me like all these rules mm -hmm. and I didn't understand them. And then mm -hmm. they translated them to English. And then I was like, oh, that's what I was to be really bad at Dutch grammar. Like I've gotten better in six years. Mm -hmm. But if you if you stuff the rules down your throat, you're never going to learn it. Which is like yeah. it's way better learn, way to learn if you learn it like actually like talking the language and mm -hmm. understanding what to put where and stuff. So yeah, because really any cool native, yeah, any native English speaker could probably probably couldn't tell you any rules of the English language because we don't know them like that. We just know it no. inherently. Um, <laughs> and, but we couldn't tell you, we couldn't spell it out for you. Um, and so that's, it's the, the reason why teachers do that, though, and the reason why teachers teach rules like that is because it's easy to do so. It's easy to, you don't have to be really too creative with it. You can look at a set yeah. of rules, you could just say, okay, learn these rules. And we'll do different activities to learn these rules, and then we can move on. And so it's easy to teach, and it's easy to grade, and that's important too because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. I'm I'm finding it difficult sometimes to uh, the thing that I'm finding most difficult is creating tests and creating a way to grade my students because we just do a lot of activities and we just do a lot yeah. of interaction with the language, and so I'm I that's the thing that I found most difficult. Uh, but, and so that's why teachers do that because it's easy, um, yeah, it's, yeah. which is upsetting, really but I understand upsetting. why they do it. Yeah. Yeah. You understand. It's easy. Yeah. You just gave it the reason. So mm -hmm. I think you're right. See, that was, that was pretty wild. I just blacked out a little bit talking about English. <laughs> like, I don't even. <laughs> it's just pretty wild. I... Man, like, that's, but that shows your passion. It's only a good thing, man. Yeah. Like very passionate about your job like i've also that's what i've noticed listening to your podcast which like i really appreciate it is nice. i've been listening to a few of them because nice. I, they, they were super entertaining and i listened to them with a friend on the beach and he was like wow this guy is like some really cool creative thoughts nice. and, and oh. it's like and i think there's a few i wrote down actually i wrote them down really? in a note because i wanted to discuss them here nice and, and it was like for example, you had a podcast where you were talking about uh, like growing as a person, mm -hmm. and, like where you talked about how you grow when you're traveling because you meet new people. Mm -hmm. So like becoming better because you meet new people. And that was like the first time. Oh, wow, that's cool. I'm going to write that down. Mm -hmm. And then I had another one that's like, like you have to sacrifice things in life to achieve things that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. That's what you said as well. Mm -hmm. And like all these little things that I wrote down because they were like, wow, that's so like you could almost put him like in a quote book, like famous quotes and uh, on Theo. This is like this is what he says, and I think it comes down to like maybe I've tried to like analyze it. It just sounds kind of weird, but I think it might be because it's like an open mindset that you have, like a really healthy way of like looking at things. Mm -hmm. I, 
you say these things you say. And I just wanted to point that out because I thought it was like really cool in all of your podcasts and why they're so entertaining to listen to. That's honestly, man, that's, that's a dream come true for me to hear. That's super cool. I like that a lot. Um, that, that, that like, the things that I said were, uh, like impactful for you. That's really cool for me to, for me to hear. And that's, that's one of the main reasons why I see not even like, I love that. And I, I totally love so much that you're like, that you just said that like, it's a cool, like, seriously, that's the coolest thing in the world for me to hear. That's so incredibly awesome. Uh, and I think uh, one of the reasons why I, I can, I can say voice those opinions so freely is because the reason that I do this podcast is just cause I like it and just cause I like doing yeah. it. And so I don't like, I don't feel any pressure to say a certain thing or be a certain way. I just say the things that yeah. are natural to me. Uh, and so they come off in a natural and organic way. Um, and so that's incredibly cool. Like, I'm going to keep that. I, like, what you just said, I'm going to keep that in my heart. Like, I'm going to remember that. That's really cool. And so I, I appreciate that a lot. Uh, but, the, but, yeah, the meeting, the meeting new people thing is, is huge. And, and you're one of them. Like, that, that, that thing that I said is about you uh, and about you and who you represent. And because me, we were raised in totally different ways, totally different environments and yeah. different cultures. Uh, and so there's, there's things that you know, and there's things that you have experienced, the things that you have experienced that I never have and possibly never will. And so if I could look at you as a full-blown person who's, just, who's, who's like me in the way that you are, just as valuable, you are have your own thoughts, you have your own mind, you have your own emotions, you have your own dreams. Like inside, you and me are exactly the same. And so when I can look at you as somebody who's somebody who I can learn something from, yeah. then that allows me to be open to the things that you have to say and and take the things that you have to offer and evaluate them and think about, okay, is this something that I want to keep in my life? Is this a new perspective that I want to keep with me? Or is it something that I, I don't want to apply to my life? Um, and so that's, that's how, like, you're, what, you're that person. Like, when I say that, I say that about you. Uh, and so, like, you're, Thanks. you and all the other people who I meet while traveling, like, you guys are the reason why I do this stuff. Yeah, really wrong, really wrong true, man. I, I listened to that and I was like, that really struck a chord with me as well because you know i'm only 18 haven't seen that much of the world yet so far anyway so mm -hmm. like meeting these people has made me like it's like more mature maybe or like yeah. in a way mm -hmm. like oh this is how like like adults i don't know interact or something i don't know it sounded weird because i've never experienced like everyone i've met has been like way old at least like five years older than me i haven't mm -hmm. like i've only had one 18 year old and he was like on vacation and not even like traveling like yeah. that <laughs> so i really have to adapt a little bit yeah dude you just dated yourself because everybody listening to this podcast would have thought you were at least my age or at least <laughs> uh, nobody would have thought you were 18 years old <laughs> yes i thought you were oh, older yeah. than me when we've met really yeah, I thought because you're so well spoken and that you're really smart, I think you have uh, incredible intuition, and I think you're really uh, 
what's the word? Uh, introspective. Uh, and you can okay. think you think well about situations. And so there's uh, a couple of some really there's some questions that I was really excited to ask you because I think you think really well. And you know what I think? I think you and I are are pretty similar people in the way that we think. And I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, like, I think yeah. our personalities are pretty similar. Yeah, and I think like how you look at like very uh like very open minded. Like our first conversation or not our first conversation, but it was at the morning at that like just in the morning and uh-huh. I felt bad because I like we I like I thought I'd bailed out on you, but in the end we both like kind of forgotten our agreements bailed out, up basically, the night before. Think, yeah. And then we had like the most intense like breakfast I've ever had. Yeah. Like, like it words. Like was not expecting that. <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about that on this. Because we talked about like the social justice warrior type stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, is that big in the Netherlands? The whole yes social justice yeah. warrior type kind of mat- mantra. Oh, like oh that part? No, but it is like. Um, no, it's not as big as it is in in in, in, in the, the states, states, I think. Uh, but it is like people who do talk about it. I don't know. We have a few. It comes in the newspapers every now and then, like, uh, but it's not as, uh, you know, as visible as in the United States. No. Yeah. Like, if not you that. live, if you live in a city, if you live in New York City, if you live in Boston, if you live in L.A., Chicago, San Francisco, any major city, and if you say you voted for Donald Trump, you oh, will, yeah. you will lose social status. You will lose prestige at your workplace. It's to the point where and. And that gets me so frustrated. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I I don't see that. I don't tell people who I who I voted for, but it's it's incredibly frustrating to for people to just judge somebody all based on their political views. Like I uh, was hanging out with this person uh, in October while traveling in Thailand, and uh, like she just went on this rant about saying how she could never be friends with somebody who voted for Donald Trump. She thinks all people who voted for Donald Trump are just terrible, stupid, bigoted people. And it just blows my mind. The people who are on the the liberal left are supposed to be the ones who are open and accepting and the ones who are uh, like inviting to new ideas. And then those same exact people give those blanket statements that they could never like somebody who voted for Trump and they just completely judge somebody based on their political identity, which is just so crazy to me. Yeah, you lose a like where's the conversation? It's gone. It's yeah. like you're not you're not trying to convince people of your views. You're trying to uh, bash them for them. Like yeah. if you don't agree, you're against me. Instead of like starting the conversation. Oh, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. It's like no, screw you for thinking that. Yeah, and that's and it, yeah, that's what's so frustrating. Because it's so yeah. unsophisticated too. Yeah, it really is. It's it's like a what? Let me see. What there's there's a word for this in Dutch. I'm trying to translate it. It's like it's like a you know a you versus me. It's like red versus mm-hmm. blue. You know, there's like no. Uh, it's like if you're not with us, you're against us. Like two parties, yeah. and there's no mm-hmm. middle way. You cannot mm-hmm. discuss about it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. just makes everything worse. Which just makes it the situation worse because then nobody learns and nobody grows. Exactly. Yeah, there's a few of those. 
uh, what was this? It was like on um, a guy who goes onto uh, he goes to university campuses. I think his name is like Stephen Crowder, and he talks about uh, he goes in front of his campus. He has like a banner that says, for example, he takes a controversial subject. So let's mm-hmm. like say abortion should be illegal. And then under that says, change my mind. And he has a chair next to him and a microphone. Okay, I've seen it. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the people who go into those discussions, they always like lose because they lose their cool. Mm-hmm. And they're very leftist. And they, they, and they, there's like the social justice warrior kind of type. And they cannot take the discussion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's maybe like a bad example, but that's like a, that's what I see a lot. And then people, they lose their, they lose their, their minds over, like discussion they can't keep it civilized and that blows mm-hmm. my mind as well mm-hmm. because yeah. then they shoot themselves in the foot exactly. by doing that by getting emotional and losing their cool and to not say because i think social justice is important but i think there needs to be a, a proper forum of discourse for a, a proper sharing of ideas and it bothers me, like in those videos, that's a perfect example because the people will come up, they lose their cool, they get emotional, they throw personal insults around when social justice really is important. And those are things that we need to talk about. But if you lose control of your emotions and you just go to uh, being insulting, then the thing that you actually wanted to talk about doesn't get talked about because you're yeah, exactly, busy exactly. being upset um and but also the thing i think uh, i think sometimes and i and i think more than often the when people lose their cool like that and they lose their emotions i think it comes from a good place i think it comes from a compass of compassion i think it comes from people wanting everything to be right i think people i think it comes from a good place and so they get frustrated when they think that just because somebody has a different point of view they're not taking their own seriously and they're they think that uh the problem isn't going to get solved and so they get upset about it because they think people are being hurt and that's what i think a lot of the emotion comes from i think it comes from a good place but But I think it also comes from like really truly feeling that you're right and he's wrong. Like yeah, I think that maybe like as well. Yeah, like I really think my, I'm right, uh, so I'm going to really enforce mm-hmm. my opinion on you, mm-hmm. even though it can still be an opinion. But if you so thoroughly believe that your opinion is is the only real way, then I think you lost already. There's no mm-hmm. there's no like healthy discussion after that. If you yeah. cannot uh, meet a middle way. Yeah. So it maybe it does come from like a uh, like a good place, but in a sense, it's also like stubbornness. Yep. That makes you lose that discussion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I want to think that more often than not, it comes from that good place. But I I agree that it definitely comes from that place of just wanting to win the argument instead of learn something. Uh, exactly. And then I think it also definitely comes from, and I've seen this with my own eyes. It comes from a place of because you can you gain points in the social world when you have that kind of trigger line to say like if you 
mm. agree with some sort of leftist view, you gain, you get points in the social world. If you say fuck Trump, you get points when oh, you're at yeah, the bar. Yeah. Oh, like if it really you, makes me cringe when uh -huh. people in like the first moments of saying like, or like they push their like their popular uh, opinions in that sense. Like yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know. Or like it, it uh, oh, the not cool. my president was so frustrating. I have like uh. a point about this. The not my president because it says like okay democracy like i saw some, someone said this it's like you can't only be pro-democracy if it works in your favor that's not yeah. how democracy works mm. okay be frustrated be like if you're you can you don't have to agree with like the outcome or like you don't or you have to agree with the outcome but i mean like you don't have to be for the outcome but you're mm -hmm. gonna have to deal with it either way you can't mm -hmm. say no my president doesn't work that way yeah because yeah. <laughs> i really like that i i've never heard that before and it makes it makes total sense it's like you can't, yeah, you can't be in a democracy if you <laughs> always, if you always want what you happen, what you yeah, want exactly. to happen to happen. And uh, what was I gonna say? Um, I forget. But the whole not my president thing that was just that's just stupid because yeah, he is your president. Doesn't matter. Yeah say it or not like you're still yeah. living in this country uh or you then, move i mean yeah in that case you get you're right sure yeah like well, yeah <laughs> if you really mean it move if you really yeah. mean it, because i did it i'm in thailand i didn't move yeah, exactly. donald trump but it's possible you can move outside <laughs> of the planet if you want yeah if that's really true move that's a really yeah. good one remember that one <laughs> uh and then the thing where uh, the thing that will get that gets you the most points in in like oh, yeah. this world, if you're at a bar and you say so, <laughs> I don't want to. I'm being facetious right now. Like I don't want people to think I'm making light of this. But if you say this at a bar, this is what gets you the most points. If you say this in front of women, it gets you the most points in the social justice warrior realm. If you say something bad about the male about the patriarchy that runs America, then that <laughs> you just got, you just got yeah. 10 points in the bank. Exactly. It's like, oh, I'm a feminist. Oh, yes. And it's instant. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. People. That's that, social points. Social points for sure. That's, I think that's the biggest one. It's coming down on the apparent patriarchy yeah. that runs America. <laughs> yeah. Um, Social points, yeah, like acquiring social points in a conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, that's like, it's like a running gag between like, I have a travel buddy, his name is Josh, he's from England, mm -hmm. and it's like a running gag that my opinions suck. So, <laughs> <laughs> like every time, but the thing, I just, I do it to like, to, to heat up the conversation. I do it to like get a reaction, obviously, but mm -hmm. I say, I blurt out things without giving a real reason and then afterwards they give a reason I'm like oh okay i get it but i say like things like um i don't like the beatles without any like quite nobody asked me if i do or don't like the beatles but i just say that and then I they're like what? And like what yeah it's just like okay when's the last time you actually put on the beatles and they're like oh yeah well never so like or some some stuff like that it's especially in the music genre i say like you know what um reggae can go die in a hole and then everyone's like what did you just say uh -huh. <laughs> just again yeah it's a little silly thing that I do just to get a reaction, but it's like, it's so funny to see people lose their mind over, over my country.
I'm sitting in my chair right now. Like, I'm physically rocking back and forth because those two <laughs> statements just hit me. Yeah. hit me. Because I kid you not, if you look at recently added to my phone, it's reggae. And I kid you not, it's funny that you say it's the Beatles. I've been bumping the Beatles a lot <laughs> these past couple of weeks. And I do. I'm a person, like, everybody says, oh, I love the Beatles. The Beatles are so awesome. And that kind of bothers me because it's true. Most people don't listen to the Beatles, but they say, oh, the Beatles are so great. Uh, And then, uh, but then if somebody comes and says, I don't like the Beatles, and everybody gets mad, and I think it's so funny what you said, when's the last time you listened to the Beatles? And people are like, uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And see, dude, we we are very similar. So I went to school in the south of the United States, southern United States, and there it's very conservative, very pro-gun, uh, very pro, pro-life. And so I would be in crowds and I would say things that some of them I wouldn't even agree with. But I, the thing that like would just trigger people and it was just such a light thing that I could just sprinkle in there. I could just, somebody could be talking. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And I would be like, I would be in a group of Southern conservatives and I would just nonchalantly be like, you know, gun control doesn't sound that bad. And then people <laughs> would lose their minds. And then I could literally just exit the conversation and just yeah. watch it. Just the dogs just fight each exactly. other. Popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And I would say things like, you know, I think Hillary has a lot of good ideas. And people would just get so. mad and i loved it and i absolutely loved it because you just watch people just crumble and and (laughs) get emotional and that's how yeah yeah exactly like this sense of moral indignation rises from the depths of them and then it just comes out like a dragon and you just get (laughs) just from this little tiny thing and just nonchalantly just like you know I really yeah. like learning. Uh, I, I, yeah, think, I think going breath. towards socialism would be good for this country. You know, I think capitalism isn't the way to go. And people just lose their minds. And it's the best. Oh, yeah. You don't even <laughs> have to agree. You don't even have to agree. Oh. But I love, uh, I love, because I, I don't like saying one thing if I don't know about the opposite side of that thing. And so... When I would say something like, oh, I think gun control is great, or I think Bernie is great for this country, like I would know things that Bernie would do that would actually be good for the country. And so I would be able to kind of go with that side and continue oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the bickering. Devil's, well, I'm not really the devil's advocate, but you could like, that's how you would play it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the, it's like I have conversations with my, uh, with my, my mate we were in a car and we were talking about like very controversial subjects mm-hmm. like i don't know like uh you know have you heard of super babies no is no, that like stem cell research or something like that yeah it's it's more like for example say you know you're gonna your child's gonna have down syndrome then you can just cut that out and make sure it doesn't have down syndrome mm-hmm. or it's gonna have like you can cut out certain like a cron or like uh, family diseases out of the dna like with a called crispr I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but then like where do you draw the line right so it's like oh maybe i want him to have blonde hair just like his dad mm-hmm. or and then so like that's the whole discussion it's about super babies and i'll have like a very civilized discussion for like two three hours with my mate like next to me and then the moment we start talking about like little things like for example i think you're you when you move when you play chess when you touch the piece and then you put it down and you let it go that's your move that is yeah when you touch it you have to play that piece and oh. we will go ape shit about that but we can have like a civilized discussion about the one thing It's like a married couple. It's like ridiculous. Dude, I totally understand that. Cause like I, I do the same exact thing. Like especially with like little things. I don't I don't uh I don't freak out about a lot or like I don't get overwhelmed about stressful situations. And I also don't uh I don't know if you notice I, I don't curse very often. Um but when like if I'll like something terrible you, could happen. Beat those last ten seconds. I accidentally removed my uh, my earbud. No worries. I said I was saying Sorry. how I don't know if you noticed a bit. Like I don't curse very often, uh, and no. I'm able to stay really calm in actually stressful situations. Like if uh, like let's say if I missed a flight, my reaction would be, you know what? I'm already here. I'm in the airport. There'll be more flights. I'll be able to get on one. Everything's gonna be okay. Worst case scenario, yeah. I just gotta wait a few hours. But then if I walk like two feet out my door and I forget my watch, I'm like, this motherfucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's relatable. I know that. That's just like like how you just described the flight. That's like how Eric, you know, you had him on your podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly how he is all the time, which was made him like such a great travel buddy. Mm-hmm. Was he was just like, "Hey man, it happens." Or like, "I messed up. I booked like a hostel, uh, but I had to do like an extra booking like for the hostel itself. So I booked like via Hostel World, mm-hmm. but the hostel required like a double payment for some reason huh. because it was like high season or something. And I forgot. We arrived at the hostel and they're like, "No, we canceled your booking." And then he was like. Uh... Hey man, happens no problem. We'll find a new one. He wasn't even he wasn't even remotely mad. Yeah. Just super proud of it, which has made him like such an amazing travel partner. Mm-hmm. Go with the flow. Uh, he offered to p- pay for my flight. <laughs> like he really? offered, yeah, he was because uh, I was leaving Pi and I was going to spend New Year's in Bangkok, and this was before he knew he was flying back to Austria. And he was like, yeah. "No, dude." Just stay, man. I was like, I already got my flight. Like, I'm going back. And he was like, I'll pay for your flight, man. No worries. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Robert. But, what are you yo, with your friend, guy. with your friend, I don't want to get too far away from that with the chess and you're, you guys freaking out about that, that small little, uh, yeah. like, difference of ideas. I think you guys freak out over that because he's wrong. Because he's wrong? Your friend is wrong in that. It, he yeah. is totally wrong, and that would get That's me. To say that because he's gonna listen to this podcast and he's gonna lose his mind, which is so funny. Yeah, but, he, I, I love him. I, Josh. No wait, this is this is my mate who flew in from Holland. Yeah, it's my best my friend. Of, What's yes. his name? His name is Derek. Derek, I love you. I'm sure your character is wonderful. I'm sure you're <laughs> a great guy. I would love to meet you at some point, but as a friend. You're wrong. 
you are wrong in this, and you have to agree with Dan because he's right. It's you. It's once you finger, you put it down, and then you take your finger off the piece. That you show. I am done with this move, and then there's no going back. Exactly. There's a, there's a similar argument we had about mayonnaise. <laughs> he claimed there was like in Holland we have sweet mayonnaise, what you would call sweet, and then you have French mayonnaise, which is a sour mayonnaise, right? So there's like they split off a while, like hundred, like a few hundred years back. I don't know when mayonnaise was invented, but we started putting sugar in our mayonnaise. Dutch people, they drown everything in mayonnaise. We eat like fries and we eat it with yeah. just mayonnaise, nothing else, right? So, uh-huh. but he would say, no, man, it's, it's like, you got sweet mayonnaise and you got salty mayonnaise because it tastes salt. And I'm like, yeah, Derek, they both taste salt, but the difference is that one is sweet and one is sour. So he was, he was plain wrong. But then mm-hmm. that also became like a heated discussion because of nothing. Yeah. It was like, it's like literally fighting as a married couple. We've known each other for so, for like 11 yeah. years. But it's like those those little things those, that he knows how to trigger me like that, mm-hmm. like saying stuff like that. Because um, those are the things that. that I I like to fight about. Those are the things that I like to bicker yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because they're Rather not than that, fortunes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, exactly. We're not want to have a heated discussion. No, yeah, because in those situations, it's important to to keep your cool and to stay reserved, and so you can actually like share ideas. But when it's something as invaluable as yeah, exactly. mayonnaise, that's when it's like, okay, it really doesn't matter yeah. who <laughs> is right or wrong. So, like, let's just go for it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, like, there's, you can't win. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, okay, I'm going to go hard on this because uh-huh. I know like that. Exactly. Um, there's, yeah. I, had, I heard a quote once that I, I want to hear what you think of. Uh, and it's about traveling. And it, was, it wasn't a quote, but it was from a movie. Uh, and it was some guy, I, f- I totally forget the movie, but the quote stayed with me. Uh, and the, some older guy, like an old person, met this young girl who was traveling alone. And he says to her, just right when he meets her, he asks, what are you looking for? And she goes, huh? And the old guy says, people who travel alone are usually looking for something. And when I heard that, it, huh. it resonated with me. And right away, I thought, I was like, no, that's not true. Like, not everybody's looking for something. They just want to go and have fun. But then the more and more that I thought about it, the more and more that I began to agree with it. And I, I, kinda, I, dis- I discovered a couple things about myself through that line of thought. But when you hear that, when you hear... The, somebody say people who travel alone are usually uh-huh. looking for something what what do you think about that uh i think i i'm having the same reaction you did when you first heard this and that's like it doesn't really ring a bell like i can't think of an immediate answer like oh yeah that's what i'm looking for but maybe that's the point uh <laughs> that i'm actually looking for something and i don't know what and that's why i'm traveling but i guess do you have an answer? Wait, let me think about it. You, you go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll talk, yeah. You don't even have to listen to what I say. You can just think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's true. I think it's completely true. And when I think about it with myself, it, you know, I don't want to say it's completely true, but I know it's true for me. And if it's true for me, that means it's true at least for some other people. Um, 
it might not be true for everybody, but I know it's true for me and I know it's true for some people. And the thing that I'm looking for is I'm I'm looking for the answers of how to do this life. I'm looking at all the different avenues of how to live. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an extremely analytical person and I'm really detailed and I want to know what's best. I have just this sense in me that I, I, I want to know what's right and I want to know what is the best way to live. Um, and so those like answers, questions like that are the, is, is what I'm looking for. I want to know how other people live. I want to know the areas in my life where I'm living wrongly. I want to I want to find these new perspectives. I want to find really like it's cliché, but I think everybody's looking for this in one way or another. I want to find what makes people happy. Um huh. and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And so I I'm looking for a lot when I'm traveling. And yeah. I think for me, I think, and I think everybody does it, but people do it because everybody's looking for something, but people search in different ways. I search yeah. for these answers and my questions through traveling. Maybe it's just because of the way that I learn. And when, if I'm subconsciously, yeah. if I'm searching for things, what comes out in my actions is I need to travel, I need to go to new places, I need to physically travel into the unknown so that I can discover the metaphysical unknown. Uh, and so I know for sure I'm looking for a lot. And I've found yeah. some of those answers, which is pretty cool. That's cool. That is cool. I think I have an answer. I think I have an answer. Uh, what I've been looking for, I guess, is there's a, I don't know if you know this, there is a YouTube channel. It is called Yes Theory. Okay. Have you heard of that? No. And what they do, their like, motto is like, there's no such thing as strangers, only friends we haven't met yet. <laughs> so they go out and they do like crazy stuff with like random people and that's their thing. But they do like, they take it to the next level. They like, we're going on a two week vacation with someone off the street right now. Wow. Or we're dropping someone off in a country and they do not know what country it is. Uh, and they're going to be dropped there and they're going to find their way back home somehow. Like that's one of their friends. Or mm -hmm. they take people on a dream. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you want to go? And then they take them there. Like that kind of stuff. Uh, and the, their dope. motto, like what they have on their, what they sell on their merch. And it's called Seek Discomfort. Because hmm. outside of your comfort zone, that's where you learn and grow. And mm -hmm. I think that's, meaning that's what i'm looking for is i'm searching searching for discomfort discomfort to get to growth mm -hmm. so i'm looking to put myself outside of things i already know so that i can develop as a person i think mm -hmm. that is my answer yeah that's a good answer i think that's that's one of the i think that's a right answer for sure uh that's super cool so you want to you go out of your yeah. comfort zone so that you can develop as a person, because that's where I think you can only grow as a person outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, every like that is what traveling. That's why I think you said being a becoming a better person, becoming that's when you meet someone new who you don't know outside of your comfort zone and you mm -hmm. learn about them 
and then you grow. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, you step outside your comfort zone. That's where you learn. Mm-hmm. That's like a, a, a rule of thumb that's, that I've picked up from traveling. I've read yeah. that a few times. Yeah. And I didn't... Trying, uh, new, trying new... Like, it's simple as that, right? Trying yeah. new, trying a curry. Like, I don't, I don't like curry at all back home. Like My parents made a ton of curry, and I just didn't like it. And here, like, I love curry, man. It's so mm-hmm. good. Right. <laughs> that's like how I've, like... I've discovered which ones I like and which ones I don't like, but mm-hmm. it's only by trying things you don't know. That's, that's mm-hmm. how you learn. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to, to go about. Yeah. And that's the same thing with me. Like I didn't, and I didn't go into traveling with that knowledge of being able to grow while outside of my comfort zone. I started traveling because maybe subconsciously I knew that I wanted those things, but I didn't know it. Um, but through uh-huh. traveling and through being outside of my comfort zone and realizing that I exponentially grew from those experiences, yeah. then that it unlocked the, uh, the like, practical knowledge of what was in my subconscious. And I realized, oh, okay, this is how yeah. I'm going to get better as a person. Uh, yeah, you've just discovered that by experience, by hands-on experience, mm-hmm. <laughs> by keeping like an open mind and like by because you, you know, discovered that on your own in that way. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because I've seen, and awesome. you're the same way. We've we've seen that it works, and we've seen that it works for us. So we want to yeah. keep doing it. Definitely. And yeah, that's, the, that's a cool quote. It's a nice, cool movie. I what, what was the movie called again? No I idea. To, doesn't matter. <laughs> I have no idea what the movie was called. It might have even been a TV show. It might have even been a commercial. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, no idea. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't even know what the people looked like. Nothing. I, but I just remember it might have been a dream, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> dude, that was the craziest like lucid dream you've ever had. Like you've got it's been like so engraved in your memory but you've like discovered it on your own as well so it's mm-hmm. like like another level <laughs> do you do you dream i yes i dream very vividly i hey. i'm like an extremely deep deep sleeper like nothing yeah. wakes up i am like i i pass out within five minutes and i'm gone for the rest of the night mm-hmm. as long as i'm comfortable i am out and people were like did you hear that noise last night i'm like what it was literally as if someone was like having a chainsaw above my head, that's how loud it was. Because it was like torrential rain on a tin roof. Yeah. And I did not. My whole hostel apparently woke up. They were all talking about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I passed I, out. I am God. the same way. I'm the same way <laughs> to the you're point so where, I know, where I get excited to go to sleep because I know I'm going to enter the dream world. <laughs> and I know. That's a good way to go about fucking sleep, man. That's this. Excitement for sleep. Excited <laughs> because I know I'm going to enter this new world of just crazy yeah. dreams. Do you write down your dreams? I do not, actually. I forget them the moment I wake up. That's such a bummer. I, I, sometimes I remember them for the rest of the day, but like most of them I dream super vividly. Mm-hmm. And they're like very, I can't draw like a, let's say this. I can't, they're not cohesive. They don't make sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they do write. make sense. They do. They do with you? They, they do. Oh, no, they, they make sense do. for you, yep. too. So, yeah, exactly. Like, the subconscious is processing, you know. This, mm-hmm. You can go science a lot. Like that, yeah. 
does make sense. You're because you know how when we're awake, we like to lie to ourselves and we like to pretend about certain things and we like to hide our flaws from ourselves. Uh huh. In our 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 subconscious does not do that. Our dreams are do not lie to us. They will. They show us real things. They sh- or they show us things that we actually need to deal with. They show us the problems that we're hiding from ourselves. And I would definitely like because and I feel bad for the people who don't dream. Like I like I, it actually like really upsets me. I I feel bad for people who don't have dreams. Uh, because one, they're just a ton of fun. But then two. I I think you should start trying to write down your dreams uh because then you'll get better and better at it as you go. Um but dude, I literally have a notepad in my phone with dreams from 2016. Damn. All right, that's some dedication. I have a notepad right next to me. Like, you know what? Tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to write down my dream and I'll send it to you. Yes, good. And one of the th- this is crazy. One of the things that I, I learned about myself through my dreams, or not that I learned about myself, but had to accept the reality of it through my dreams. I have this reoccurring dream where it's different situations. I'm in, like, with different people in different scenarios, but they're all telling the same story. And the same story is me not asking for help and then finally asking for help and then everything that was wrong in that situation become better just because i finally asked for for help and so for example one of the dreams where i wasn't asking for help was this crazy like battlefield where there was like five different armies all fighting each other and the avengers were in it like there was an army of hulks there was an army of iron (laughs) men there was an army of captain america there was an army of me and then there was also an army of another me so like i was the leader Uh of one army and then there was a different me who was a different army and through this dream i was getting you know what i might just i'm just gonna read it to you yeah uh uh but i'll tell that while i'm looking for it i'll but as I'm, my army was getting destroyed, like my army was getting killed. And I was looking over at other John and his army was killing it. And uh, he, I'm losing my train of thought because I'm looking for the, uh, the dream right now. Yeah. Uh, his army, other John was just having a, like he was winning the war. Okay. Uh, you got it? Mm, Nope, almost there. I gotta go back. Oh God. Dang, and I and I write these dreams down, and then I like won't read them right away, and I'll forget about them, and then I'll go back. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> right. Okay. I was in an all-out battle royale against tigers, ducks. Lightning McQueen, like Lightning McQueen from the movie Cars, Hercules, the Avengers, and other versions of myself. And there were thousands of each character. There were good guys and bad versions of each character. 
it had a Lion King feel to it. <laughs> the, the battle started in water, and it made the smaller creatures really vulnerable. So while I was a tiger, so I guess I was a tiger at one point. While I was a tiger, I dug holes under the water to create rushing streams that would give the smaller animals a chance. It was effective. I'm just reading it as I, as I wrote it, like in the middle oh, of the night when I wake up. Uh, at first, I was the tiger. Then I was Hercules. And Hercules was really kind of me. And there were these tech guys, like technology guys, that were helping the other versions of me. And they were really effective. And I was becoming very frustrated to the point where I finally said, why won't someone help me? And as soon as I said that, some of them started helping me, and my disadvantage was gone. There was also a woman who I was in love with, and she was, oh, yeah. and she was feeling me too. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was fighting with me against the other people, but when she saw that I started winning and wasn't going to die because of the help from the tech people, she said... Can I use your blanket tonight? And I said, and I said, yeah, we're going to be sleeping in the same bed, so no problem. <laughs> and then the dream ended. <laughs> wow, wow, what a brilliant dream! It's like a mixed, it's like a half half-assed wet dream too. It's like a little yeah. Little, oh, God, uh, it was like preliminary to a wet dream. <laughs> God. And so that was well, that's um, a very well. That's the first like entertaining dream story I've ever heard. And if anyone like anyone like tries to explain they, their dreams, they suck at it. But this is like almost, crappy, right? It's a very well 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 written story. It was yeah. enjoyable, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was from November eighth, and then I've got like fifty entries all the way up until yesterday, uh, from last night. When I go back and I read those dreams, I I find reoccurring patterns. And so what I realized in me, and that's something that I really have have trouble with in real life, is asking for help. Um, And and I and I it's something I I, I'm even like clamming up talking about it because it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like thinking of asking somebody for help. I don't know if it's a pride thing or if I just want to do it all on my own, but I, I don't let people in on that way, uh, in that yeah. way. It's, it's hard for me to let people help me. And okay. my dreams are telling me that as soon as I ask for help, things will start getting get better. better. Yeah. All right. Well, that, yeah, that's a cool moral, at least, that you have like a cohesive or like a, a reoccurring theme in your dreams. At least, mm-hmm. you, at least you know, right? You know that you, what you're issue is now the next part is how are you gonna resolve it i know how am i gonna apply it now you're in the middle of thailand you know Mm -hmm. somewhere with no people Mm -hmm. around you to ask for help so maybe that's why it's reoccurring as well oh maybe because it's very evident in my everyday life might be maybe you can't ask for help Literally, like, like in your daily yeah. life, you literally can't ask for help. You, you yeah. told me earlier, like, I do everything alone. I like all uh-huh. these kids. Uh huh. Well, that, that, that you didn't tell me that was in a podcast. God, it yeah. feels as if you told me though, because it was. Ah, uh, dude, that's so cool. That's the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, you said how about how you were like talking about 
you know, you're out there, you're alone. There's literally, you're in the middle of nowhere. There's mm-hmm. no other, there's no bars, no, no, no places yeah. to be at night. There's no yeah. nightlife. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You probably know your dreams better than I, but that's what I would <laughs> read into. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's, I see dreams are cool to me. I love it. Uh, so it's cool that you have the vivid dreams too, because so we could, we could vibe out with it together. Yes. Oh God, as you're saying this, I just look up and I see like I have a, a drawing, like a sketch of Josh hanging above my bed <laughs> that I made. Like I was bored out of my mind that like because we were waiting like so long for our food. So I decided to sketch Josh and it turned out so funnily that I hung it above my bed. So now I can dream about Josh. Nice. <laughs> there you go, dude. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, sounds weird. I don't know if he knows. You might not know that I have this, and he'll only hear it three weeks later when this podcast comes out. Yeah, I had yeah, a picture cause... of him hanging above my bed this whole time. Nice. That'll be cool. That'll be nice. We've talked about him a couple times, so he's in for a treat. He gets to hear himself be talking. Yeah, about. he is. He is exactly. That'll be he, nice. He's gonna have to. Li- yeah, but he enjoys the podcast too, so I, I bet he'll listen to it. That's I'll good. make sure he does. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, you know what's? You know what I gotta say about you? What do you have to say about me? You're good at you're good at talking. A lot oh, of some sometimes I notice uh, when I when I first start a podcast with a guest, sometimes people are a little and sometimes people get a little nervous. Uh, and you might be nervous as well, but it's you're you're handling it really well, and it's it's. I was it's, quite nervous at the start. It might have come out like in I felt a few moments that I was like I was making a circle. <laughs> okay. I was coming back to the same point. And I was like, "Where? What was my point here?" Yeah. Maybe, I feel like, yeah, I feel and starting starting to get more comfortable in this. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. See, but we got comfortable pretty quickly. I've noticed with uh, some other people, it takes to like about an hour. It takes like an hour in for people to get comfortable and the juices to start flowing. Uh, okay, wait one moment. Pull out my earplug again because I'm moving right. about because I'm comfortable. Sorry, where were we? You said was, people was, are uncomfortable. I was just saying we got we got the juices flowing pretty quickly, and sometimes yeah. it takes people a while to get uh to get comfortable. But I feel like we got comfortable pretty quickly, which is great. Um, what were we talking about before dreams? Before dreams, uh, we were talking about discussions and how you can't have a civilized, or people like to lose their mind about small, uh, small discussions. Was that it? Before yeah. That? Oh no! It was now, a quote. No, it was a quote. Oh yeah, uh, it was a quote you you, you said mm-hmm. about With traveling uh, alone. Yeah, exactly. Traveling alone, you're always looking for something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you do you think that uh, do you think that sometimes so since because with me I I sometimes get ahead of myself in a lot of things and I because well one I physically I literally have dreams like in the nighttime that are phenomenal. Uh, but then even during the daytime, like if I'm thinking about something in the future, or if I'm thinking about something that I want to do, the dream of it inside my head becomes so strong that sometimes I make the, the dream better than the reality. And sometimes I scare yeah. myself with thinking that I think a little too altruistically. Like mm-hmm. you have too high expectations, is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh huh. 
is that are you a similar way that sometimes you make the dream better than the reality um let me see i think uh no i don't think i do that that much maybe mm-hmm. i do but subconsciously what i've this is what i've learned during my i did like a 10 day i don't know if i told you this but i did like a 10 day retreat mm-hmm. 10 day meditation uh, where, where, yeah 10 day meditation where you don't talk and mm-hmm. you don't read write listen and they said their one of their teachings was literally have no expectations about anything like about anything in life no expectation like you're not allowed to expect and i don't know i guess we always do have expectations but mm-hmm. i don't think i'm like extreme in that sense that i that i always over expect i do like dream like oh that's going to be so cool mm-hmm. but one of their points was also in the retreat oh yeah that's what i was going to say was that they always say happiness is everywhere but here that's what people think people always think like uh-huh. oh it's over there it's in the future oh i'm looking forward to that so excited for for this and for that and i i do that now i'm like i'm excited for sounds silly but, but about festival season in holland i'm like oh i'm so excited for that for that yeah. for that summer and i'm mm-hmm. like i am in like vietnam traveling <laughs> like why why do i look okay it's cool to look forward but i'm like almost obsessing over like oh where do we go which one do i go to and blah blah blah. while i'm like i'm here should be enjoying you know here now i guess now do you think there's a certain because i've heard that too like happiness like everybody says oh make your own happiness it's not over there it's not about getting different things even if they're intangible things but do you think there's a certain degree of either material things or a certain degree of just stuff a a certain degree of things that you need in your life in order to be happy like do you think there's some threshold i i agree there is also like i don't agree with the buddhist way that i'm not allowed to crave anything that's what they say Mm -hmm. they say like any craving leads to suffering blah blah but if i say like I'm really like, I want to indulge every now and then, you know, because it makes you, makes you feel more alive in that sense. But mm-hmm. they, they don't agree with that. Like, what is makes me f- feel more alive? You're like, you're only a part of nature, blah, blah, blah. That's a very interesting discussion as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like you do need a certain amount of, of things to be happy. Like also a quote that goes like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It says like, uh, people who say money can't buy happiness don't know how to spend it well. Ah, I've never heard that before. That's legit. Yeah. Huh. Because, like, right now, I'm making very little money. I basically have enough to pay my debts. And yeah. if, and that is, it's tough. And it adds a, a pretty good amount of stress to me. Yeah. Where if I had even just a little bit more, where I was just a, a slightly more comfortable. I think yeah. genuinely it would help happiness. And I think it would help. Yeah, like comfortably, sitting comfortably is all you need. You don't yeah. need mega, like, oh, yeah, but let's say that's the example they always pull. This is like, yeah, but look, Michael Jackson had millions. He wasn't happy. But you don't need to beat that. You just need to be comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it's just slightly above average, I think, mm-hmm. would definitely make you a lot more, yeah, less stressed out about. Mm-hmm working and 
like having to pay your bills, working from one paycheck to the next. Like I wouldn't know anything about that because I'm a very privileged 18 year old kid, but that's what, that's what I think. Now, don't, don't just say, uh, don't, don't leave. I can't allow you to leave that at that because yes, you may be privileged, but I think you're a great person and you have a great heart. And I think you look at the world very well. And so I think your privilege has not negatively affected you. And I, I believe that I have received a certain amount of privilege throughout my life as well. Uh, but you, your privilege has not uh, made you worse. I think it's, I think, and this is the thing that I'm extremely grateful for about my privilege, is my privilege of my upbringing has allowed me to, with a sense of freedom, go and explore the world. And yeah. I was raised in a way that I know how to take care of myself. I know how I've been raised to be, be hardworking and to get the things that I want. Like my parents gave me a great foundation that I'm able to stand on and then be able to go and explore. And so I do, I'm exactly. extremely grateful for that privilege. Yeah, uh, and I think some people don't have that foundation. Some people are not given no. that foundation. Uh, and so privilege it's is definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I, I don't like the like the negative stigma that's associated with being privileged. Like people think you're some prissy, like pompous, nose up in the air type guy yeah. when you say I'm privileged, which is not true uh, because most people in the Western world are privileged. Uh, but we're not all like that. Yeah, that's cool. That you say that. I, I've had like extremely like thought like I, I made. When I was doing the, 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 the Buddhist thing, I was like thinking about how privileged I was, but like only like in a grateful way, not in mm -hmm. a like, you know, like I realized that, like I realized my gratefulness, if that makes sense. It sounds mm -hmm. really corny and, and like, and like, you know, like, uh, like a little, you know, it sounds corny, but yeah. it's true. True. It's true. I really am like very thankful for like, mm -hmm. the same base my parents gave me in in that sense. And yeah. I made an audio book actually when I nice. was doing the, the retreat, but it's in Dutch, so I, I ah. it's a little difficult. So I, I sent it to all like, my, my parents and my friends, and they were all, and it was talking about my thoughts, like what I went through, like, because you're alone with your thoughts for those mm -hmm. days. Yeah. And I thought about how happy I actually was. And I came to like a, a refreshing realization of how privileged, thankful, and happy I was. So that was a really a good experience. It's good to know that, or it's good to be thankful for your privilege if you have a privilege. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, it makes like total sometimes sense. Sometimes it's, 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 it's people don't know their privilege, and that's frustrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you also you got the social justice warrior side, which people say. You're privileged, so you must suffer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. is so frustrating, because then, like, you should take that privilege and exactly. use that priv privilege to better other people. You shouldn't, like, have your privilege taken away from you. No, no, that, yeah, good. Yes. So happy you said that. Exactly how I felt. Put the words perfectly. Uh, yeah, I think that's good to, to realize your gratefulness and to not look at privilege in a condemning way because, oh, this is, you know, okay, you know, oh, yeah. So Almost this, shaming, it's like in a way. You get yeah. like shamed for like being put above. So, oh, wow, you haven't struggled as we have. And that's also 
an interesting discussion is saying like, oh, you haven't struck, you haven't worked as hard. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not allowed to say anything because you haven't worked as hard as, as us. Uh, we have, we have. Yes. I, I understand that to a degree. And I think people who have not worked as hard as others need to approach situations with caution and with, uh, uh, and choose their words wisely and don't say things out of order. And I think they need to be, uh, like aware of how other people have worked harder for them. But just because somebody has lived a life differently than you does not mean that that other person is not allowed to talk about certain things. I don't agree with that, but I do think the person who lived a little bit more privilegedly or hasn't had to work hard as hard needs to realize that and approach situations like that with sensitivity. Um, yeah. So that they don't come off as ignorant. Yeah, uh, stay humble. Yes. In a way. Uh, but the thing that, that gets me about uh, like the, the white Westerner who looks at their privilege and then uh, like takes it on as like a, like a burden or they feel bad about it or ashamed of it, I think that is, is a reflection of, of pride. And it's a reflection of an overinflated ego. Mm. And so if somebody thinks like, if somebody is ashamed of their privilege, that means deep down, they think, they actually think that they're better than other people. The people who are. That's a really interesting point of view, right? Explain that. Yeah. So the people who are like, who are ashamed of like being white or ashamed of the privilege that they've gotten and they're, they don't feel like they belong in certain situations uh, because of their privilege. Those people, I think, have the most overinflated ego because that means if they're ashamed of something, that means they actually think it's true. That means they actually think that they are better than somebody else and that they need to be ashamed for thinking that way. And so those are the, th- those are the people, like, it's kind of like a similar uh, illustration of the people who are most, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, like when people hate gay people, what's that called? When somebody bigotry. is... Uh, bigotry. Bigotry, yeah. but uh, homo... Homophobic. Uh, homophobic. It's, it's like the people who are the most homophobic are, are probably, are usually gay. And so... It's the same oh, thing. All right. All it's right. A, it's a similar kind of analogy is that like the people who are ashamed of their privilege are the ones that actually deep down think they're better than other people. Because me, I know I am not better than anybody else and that we are all on the same playing field. And the person across from me, I've said this I think a couple times in this podcast, they have the same mind, they have the same will, they have the same emotions, the same desires. Like we are all the same. And I can look at my privilege with gratefulness, and then I can use that to hopefully better the world. But the people who don't, who look at it in a shameful way, I think those are the people who actually think deep down that they're better than others. Oh. That's that's an inch. I've I don't think I've heard that one before. That's that's cool. That's cool. Well, <clears throat> interesting uh, way of looking at it. Yeah. I haven't thought about it like that before. I but think I just made you, it up. It, what? I think it like all of those. That's the first time I've ever vo- I've said that out loud. It's the first okay. time I've ever said that out loud. That's always just been inside my my head. 
And I'm I'm surprised at how well that came out. It's the first time I ever said it. Quite, yeah, it came out quite well. <laughs> that that uh, makes me think. Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> I had a loss for words. I, uh, huh. Very new perspective. I wonder what people <laughs> are. A ton of people are going to listen to this. Exactly. I know not a ton of people listen to this, but I'm I'm interested to see what people think. So if you're listening to this and you think I'm a total idiot and I need to be put in check, let me know. Shoot me a text. If you listen to this, you probably have my phone number. But if you don't, all walks podcast on Instagram. Uh, walks podcast. Shoot me a direct message. If you think I'm right or if you think I'm a complete idiot and you want to tell me wrongly or tell me differently, I'd love to know. People with the most privilege. But is it, yeah, I don't know. It's a sense of, I don't know if it's ego, though. It might be. I don't know what else to name it, but okay. I, don't, I don't know if it's. Is it ego? Maybe it is. Maybe you have a different definition of ego than what I think. But it has. It doesn't have to be like a pompous ego. It doesn't have to be like a look at me ego. But it maybe it might be just like a like an inside, like actually thinking you're better than like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not like a. What not, I, what, not like a pompous guy who's like I'm the best. Like I'm so cool. Like yeah, not, yeah, like, that's, that's not what like I think that. What you mean, like? As, as like a like a sense of superiority ego. complex. Yeah, like superiority. Actually, you're so thoroughly mm-hmm. believe that it's true. It's like oh, it's like natural. You don't even like have mm-hmm. to brag about it because you actually think it's true. Yeah, you don't even have to wave it around because you're so like you think, mm-hmm. hey, I might actually have it a lot better than these uh, Asian people who sleep on the street, mm-hmm. for example. And not not I think it's it's a I don't think you meant this, but it's it's in there. It's it's very you have to be very careful with words like because people some people do have it better but the people that have it better it does not mean that they themselves are better than others and so I oh. know oh you that, caught me in that wow yeah you're right God maybe I am <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I think that was just like a, a slip of the tongue yeah. but. I I know I do have it better than some people. I have it better. There's no way like you can't discuss that. Other some people have it better than others. But I uh, I'm so I know that I have it better than a lot of people. But in no way, shape, or form am I better than anybody else. Okay. My life situation could be better. I could have been raised in a better home. I could have went to a better school. All of those things you can measure those things. But yeah. I myself, me, John. I am not better than anybody else. Um, All right. That makes a lot more sense. To me. Yeah. Like you put it like that. All right. And so I think the people who think that they themselves are better are the ones that are ashamed of their privilege because if they do think that, if they do think that they are better than other people, they should be ashamed. Fair enough. Because I'm not ashamed because I know I'm not better than anybody else. But those who have, yeah. who deal with those thoughts of thinking, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad because I'm better than other people. And that means my life is better and easier because I'm better. That's a shameful way of thinking. And those people should be ashamed. Right. Yeah, that's a, okay. I agree. I agree with you. Nice. Cool. I'm going to have I'm still like a, I'm still like thinking it over like how because yeah. this is such a new opinion it's like a thing you know but it makes sense it yeah. makes sense in a way cool huh i'm gonna have to 
think that one out for yeah, keep thinking about it. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, right, right, Let right. me know what you think. I will. Um, all right, I have a question. And if you've listened right. to the guests, you know that this question is coming. I want to know what your oh. favorite song is right now. Ah, all right. Okay. I have listened, and I have thought about it. Ah. Uh, I'm not going to lie about that. People you know what? To catch you you on. recommended to me Tash Sultana. I hadn't yeah. actually, I, I kind of like stopped listening to that uh, at a certain point. I listened to it for a while, but then I like, I, they, Spotify does this great thing where they have like this is and then an artist, right? Uh-huh. I, I don't know if you have Spotify, but they can do it like this is Tash Sultana, this is Radiohead, this is blah. And it mm-hmm. t- doesn't take just their most popular songs, but it takes the songs that define them as what kind of style of music they make right that's really and i did that cool. for tash sultana and i got like i put it on playlist and listened to that the whole way such an amazing right like, i totally like relived that especially with headphones on it's oh not really a cash it's not easy to listen to casually maybe like mm-hmm. the, the hit pop songs are quite easy to listen casually but most of it's kind of like very indie mm-hmm. all yeah. over the place sometimes mm-hmm. but in a really creative and cool way but i like tash sultana but my favorite song I'm getting I'm trailing off. Um, no, but dude, Tasha Altana, that's what I love about her the most because when you listen and you listen to her actively, it brings you to a new place and it encapsulates you. And you put your headphones in yeah. and it, like, it takes you places. And that's, that's why it's difficult. Like if I'm listening to her and I'm trying to do work, I, I, uh, part of the song will come on and I'll just get lost. And so like, yeah, I can't yeah. listen to her when I'm trying to. Listen to that to... while you work. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Tasha Altana is very. Very awesome. I was listening cool. to her today. Great music. Actually. All right, I, I do have a favorite song actually. I, I nice. know already. I've known it all this the whole time because I've been listening to it like like crazy. It's um, <clears throat> it's from the it's the from the Arctic Monkeys. It's called Tight. Snap Out of. Oh, Snap it's out. kind of an old song. It is an old song. Yeah, God, but I've listened to that. I was just listening to their songs because I heard it at a bar. It was okay. Gary's bar, where they have the most ridiculously amazing like western pies in in Gary's Irish bar in Wang Yang in Laos. It was like the best western pie I've ever had. Uh, not that I've had that many. Yeah, like just an like apple a, pie. No, not like a no, but like a cottage pie. No, like you mean like with meat inside, like a savory uh, pie, right? Uh, yeah, it's like okay, a different so than that's the not American like an American pie. thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. not an American pie. Ha ha. No, but that album, it's called AM. And the entire album is actually insane. It's from 2013 in Arctic Monkeys. And it's got like, Do I Want to Know, Are yep. You Mine, Arabella, great album. Uh, Snap Out of It is one of them. <laughs> I Want to Be Yours is in there as well. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, it's a great album. Just listen yeah. to it. The whole That's album you should listen to. But the main song I like is uh, Snap Out of It. What is it? You got snap Out of It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I recognize it a little bit. Uh, that's the album that the black cover with kind of that, uh, like the 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 lines on it. Yeah, with the, no. with the wavelengths. That's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind a great album. album. It is a great album. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get that. Like I've been thinking about how I want like a how do you call that like a LP player? You know, like the the one with the what'd you call that in in English? An LP player. No, it's not an LP. It's like it's like like the big round vinyl. Yeah, like uh. Quick, what are those called? What's the name? What you put the vinyl yeah, disc on? I totally forget. A something player, uh, uh, record right. player. That's it. I right. wanted like 
uh, thinking about getting a record player. Just like I want the feel of like because mm-hmm. vinyl making is kind of a comeback, right? It is. And I I, I want to have like a kind of retro, and I want to get like albums like that, and I want to get some like I want to get Thriller from Michael Jackson. That nice. album is amazing as well. Maybe some like some old stuff just for like to feel retro for some reason. I like the style of that. I like the style of that so. too. And I love listening to albums in there as a whole. Like I can't just listen to yeah. like sometimes I'll have a playlist if I'm doing something like I have an exercise playlist uh, or like a study playlist. But I'll if I'm listening to music, I pick an album and I just listen to the album straight through. Yeah, same. Same here. Yeah. Cause I, the I album, enjoy doing that as well. Because they're, they're made story. that way for a reason. Exactly, dude. A ton of story. So you listen. You got to listen to it in the way that it was written. And it's supposed. However, to be there are to. some artists I have to say that I cannot listen to full album of. I'm just like this is too much. Or I'm like, oh god, it's the same. Like who? It's over and over. But for oh god, you know what are genius albums? I don't know if you like this, but it's it's Kanye West album. And it sounds weird because you love him or you hate him. I used to hate him, and then I actually got into hip-hop and I started Mm -hmm. listening to Kanye. But if you take one song, you're like, wow, this guy is mental. But you take the albums, and now I understand why people like praise him as some musical genius because Mm -hmm. they are genius. He does everything himself. He makes the beats, Mm -hmm. he makes the songs, he does the voiceover, he does everything. Mm -hmm. And his last album is not that great. But like Life of Pablo, Jesus, and <clears throat> My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fence. Those three are actually insane. Crazy albums. So I, like I listening to those like front to back the most. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the most listened albums I have. Do you, do you listen to have you listened to those? I couldn't agree with you more. I <laughs> love Kanye. And it gets me mad when people don't like Kanye. Or <laughs> it gets me mad when people don't like Kanye because of the things that he does in the media now. And it... Oh, it, yeah. God, frustrating. But it, it frustrates me because everybody says... Everybody's so surprised. They're like, oh, exactly. how, why, why would Kanye do something like this? And how is he doing this? And if, it's like, if you listen to his albums... <laughs> He's telling you exactly why he's doing those things. He tells you in the album why he does these crazy things. Because he wants to be himself, and if he has an idea, he's going to put it out in the world and see what happens. Like He he just spells it out for you in his albums. And that's why when people are like, I can't believe Kanye is doing this, I'm like, do you listen to his music? Because he told you he was. could not agree more. You were like, that's exactly exactly what i how i feel as well i'm like are you are you seriously are you surprised it's the same as louis ck yeah you know, it's the same thing with him it's like his jokes he's always been like if you've if you've been outside of his shows he's always just like this is actually me this is not an exaggeration mm-hmm. this is how it happened i'm like a i'm like a weird creepy man this is who i am this is not mm-hmm. a, like a like a character i play mm-hmm. and then people are like okay <clears throat> what he did was wrong Mm-hmm. You mean know, he waved his, he masturbated in front of a few other like girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you surprised? How can you say you're surprised? Yeah. This guy has told stories that are mm-hmm. worse than that. Like, yeah. Literally told them as if they were true. And then mm-hmm. you laugh about it. And now suddenly, if you laugh about it now, and now it's wrong. Surprised. It's mm-hmm. it's hypocrite. It's mm-hmm. hypocritical. Yep. I'm trying to say. Yep. Same and goes for Kanye. Yeah. 
Uh, the, but the thing with Louie, he, it's, it's, which I know you said it, and I'm saying it, what he did was wrong. It was not okay. But, and now, the, uh, 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 and this is a part wait, of Wait, I think I know what you're going to say. Can I try to, try to guess what you're going to say? Sure, yeah. Okay, I think, I think, I feel, is that he shouldn't be swept under the same rug as people like Harvey Weinstein, who actually, or uh, Kevin Spacey, who actually, like, really, really pressed it with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, like, actual rich. And I feel like the Me Too, he's been Me Too just as hard. Like, you don't, they, the crimes, before any judge, jury, executioner, that is social media. They're all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he gets judged before any real, it's instant and it's brutal. And I don't know if he should be put on the same label as those people, as bad. No, I don't think he, he, he should be. And I, and I don't think he is either. Um, was that what you were going to say, by the way, or was I totally... Uh, it, it's not what I was going to say, but I agree uh, that he should not be uh, swept under the same rug because the things that he did, even though that they were terrible, they were not as bad as the things that Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey did. Um, but, and so, and but with Louis C.K., like he's, like Kevin Spacey, we're not going to hear from from a, for a long time. Uh, but Kev, uh, Louis, he's already... Uh, not officially back, but I don't know if you've heard, he's going and he's testing out material, he goes to smaller oh. venues, and there's actually a leaked set of it <clears throat> on YouTube. If you look up YouTube, huh. go on YouTube and look up Louis, Louis C.K.'s leaked set, and the audio isn't perfect, but you can hear every joke, and dude, it's hysterical. Oh, God. It's, uh, respect for him just getting back on the wagon. But um, what else is there to do? It's the best Louis I have ever heard. It is. You're going to have to listen to that then. Hysterical. I was in pieces alone, cracking up. Because Louis, because he's got nothing else to lose. And so he was already (laughs) on the edge. He was conserved before this. Oh. And so he literally goes during his set, he says something out there, and then everybody was like, ooh, and he goes, what? Are you going to take away my birthday? Because he's already, (laughs) what? I have nothing to lose. Like, he's aware of it. And so he just goes for (laughs) it. He's like, are you going to take away my birthday? I'm already at rock bottom. Nothing else can happen. And so, I dude, and so the th- okay. So, but the thing that I was gonna say that I don't, I'm not sure if I'm okay with this about myself, but it is something true about me. I can very easily separate the man from his work, and so Louis C.K. on it, like maybe I there's a certain point where I wouldn't be able to do it anymore. But Louis, I don't listen to you because you're a nice guy. I don't listen to you. Because you have a good family. I don't listen to you because you treat women well. I listen to you yeah, because you're funny. Because you're funny. Exactly. And with, with all, with like, with, uh, there's also a controversial rapper. Uh, well, XXX Temptation. Oh, yeah. He makes good music. Well, he makes some good music. Some of it's really weird and bad. But he makes some good music. But he was also, he beat his girlfriend. 
you know, but I don't. It's separating the work for his man. Yeah, it's 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 controversial. Feels a little yeah. weird saying that, and it does mm-hmm. feel a little. I can get how that gets backlash. You say that aloud. Yeah. No, I, yeah, because you, because <laughs> when you said something about beating your girlfriend, then think people get like that's a trigger for people, and that's like, oh, dude, you can't bring that up. But and that's why I think I do have a threshold for it. Um, like it would be tough. Like I never listened to any of his songs. Uh, but I'm thinking if if I if someone somebody who I really like who's making music right now, uh, if if he was known for beating his girlfriend. One, I think he should go to jail. Uh, like yes. He should get punished for it. But then, after he's gone to jail, after justice has been served, yeah, I'm going to keep listening to his music. Because yeah, when I look did. at Tupac, man. Tupac went to jail. Yeah, he did his time. Like, once <laughs> you serve your time, then you should be allowed to come back into the world if we... if. We, I'm not sure about the justice system in the Netherlands, but if we believe in the justice system in the United States, then if you don't do something wrong, you pay the price, and then, okay, you're back. You're allowed back into society. And so yeah. if somebody did it like Louis, he's paying the price. He, he lost millions and millions of dollars, and he didn't go to jail or anything, but his life got a lot worse. And so I... So, I can accept him as a comedian because yeah. he paid the price. Uh, yeah, like he paid, he, he did what he had to do. And like the same thing with professional athletes. Uh, like, I don't care if you're the biggest jerk in the world. If you score touchdowns, I want you on my team. I don't care what you do in your personal life. As long as you're not breaking the law, like if you break the law, you should go to jail. Like you should not be above the law. But if you're a jerk, if you're mean to people, if you don't give to charity, even though you have millions of dollars, I don't care. I want you on my football team. Fair enough. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> don't have to agree with it, but no. I feel like. And I think a lot of people won't agree with it, but yeah, I, I'm secure in that thought for sure. And I'd be able to, to fight Defend people. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan, I want to know. I want to know what your favorite thing about life is. What my favorite thing about? Life? Oh God! Oh, f- I heard this question. I didn't think about it. Oh, Ooh. I messed up. Oh, you put me on the spot. No, That's I was like, "Hi, not going to put me on the spot." I've heard <laughs> it before, and now here I am, still stuck. <laughs> uh, what's my favorite thing about life? All right. Hmm. It might be that I change it later because this is just what comes to mind first, okay. but maybe it's what rings okay. true. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing about life is that you're always growing. It's like the same right. thing, like the seek of development. Anyway, I, that's what I look for in life. So maybe that's just my, I always want to constantly develop myself, which just makes me like, I always want to learn new things. I always want to learn about, if it's school, I've, I've, I've loved, I actually like going to school. A lot of people mm-hmm. might be another controversial thing we talk about on this show, <laughs> as if there weren't enough. Uh, <laughs> but I actually like school and I like learning about new things. And I think that's what I love about life is about learning new things, always developing yourself, and you're growing all the time. You should be aimed to be growing all the time, is yeah. what I think. That's amazing. And of course, having friends, family, but. 
but that mm-hmm. speaks for itself. But mm-hmm. what I love about actual like my life is that 100%. Wow. And now after, after asking this question to, I think, like five or six people now, a lot of people's answers in one way or, the, one way or another are similar to that. Like you said it in a very uh, comprehensible, easy to digest way. A very simple, my favorite thing about life is that you're always growing. Very simple, short and sweet, to the point. Yeah. You can digest that immediately. So a lot of other people say that exact thing, but they say it in different ways. And, yeah. and that's really interesting to find that, that common desire, the, the common favorite thing amongst people. Because a lot of people, in one way or another, have said that growing is what they like yeah. most about life. I wonder, that's really cool. I wonder what that says about people. I wonder what that says about the human condition. Yeah. I don't know if you've said this before, but now I do want to know yours. What is, what is your ah, favorite? It's, it's, it's a reflection of that. It's, my favorite thing is constantly getting to figure out how to deal and how to, how to live, how to deal with life how to deal with situations, how to best go about my day. Those, that's my favorite thing about life is discovering the unknown and is figuring out how to get better and figure solving. out how to... Huh? Solving problems? Yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, well, not necessarily like solving problems as in literally, but right. learning how to deal with life oh, in right, the best right, way right. Um, yeah. and learning how to handle different situations that come my way in the best way and trying to learn how to be the best me and learning how I like to be. That's, that's my favorite thing about life. And a lot of that. And so what I just said describes growth. Describes growth. 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 Yeah, it does. Everything I just said, I just, I basically just gave a definition of growth. And so, like, when I ask people that question, they, it, a lot of times it revolves around growth. Uh, and that's really cool. That's something I'm going to think about. Why, why, did, why does everybody love that? Why is that everybody's yeah, favorite that is, thing? Yeah, you could go. That's the, that's the next part. Why, would people, why do people love that the most about life? Hmm. Hmm. That's something. Could, that I'm excited to think about this. I feel like I got a new toy. Yeah. <laughs> like you've just been treated. It's just Christmas. Second yeah. Christmas. Like I've, I've just had second Chinese, new, or second New Year, I should say. Chinese New Year was yesterday. So. Oh, was it? It was a Chinese New Year yesterday. Yeah. So it's now Year oh. of the Pig. Yeah. Year. I'm pretty sure that's uh, my year. Really? Huh. I think. What I don't does that know. Say? Do you know what that says about yourself? Or like. Uh, I what read that should it, say about yourself? I, I read it once. I read it over Christmas, actually, with a group of people. We all did our, like, our, our animal signs or something from the Chinese calendar. Yeah. But I totally forget what mine was. Hmm. Yeah. I'm a 2000. So I'm, I'm a dragon. That's my Chinese That's New Year. freaking cool. I'm, like, happy about that. Yeah, apparently I, I, I learned that uh, people actively try to get kids in Chinese in Year of the Dragon. Like because it's 
well, <clears throat> not to, you know, rug my own ego here. Go but, there, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> go there. Because it is the best year to have kids, apparently. According yeah, to their baby. Kids. No, it there is. Dragons are a big deal for Chinese people. Yeah. That's oh, cool. yeah. It's also cool. I, I'm thinking about, my dad actually has a, a dragon tattoo, and it represents me. And oh. he has a tiger next to it. And it's like, that's my brother, Tim, because he, he's a tiger. Tim and Dan, which is T&D, Tiger Dragon. It's also a little, little what? thing there. Dude, yeah. what, a, what a family. Holy cow. Like, dragon <laughs> and a tiger. Hold on, I'm it's looking it actually, up right now. I'm looking it up. Tattoo, but it's like, uh, God, I would copy that tattoo like instantly. But it's a lot better than, like, because it's just the head of the dragon. Most people, when they do a Chinese dragon, they got the whole body, but it gets kind of messy. Because the body, wait, maybe I can, like, send it to you via, but then the people who listen to this, they can't see it, but that's no. just too bad. I'll send it to you later, so you yeah. know. But it's actually a really cool tattoo. Makes me want to get one, like, as well, that he got. Yeah. One. Oh, wait, I have well, it here. What's, what's your dad? What's his year? Actually, I do not know. Mm. I do not know. He's at 71, though. Uh, I've never checked that. feel bad now. <laughs> I've never checked it. He's, he's 71 years old, or he was born in 1971? Oh, God, I don't have your number. Wait. Um, <laughs> he was, he's from, he's, no, he's not 71 years old. No, he's born in 1971. So. I'll look it up right now. I, just, I looked up mine, and yeah, I'm a pig. I'm, I'm the wood pig. You are the pig. Uh-huh, so this is, uh, is this important for me? Oh, dude, your dad's a pig, too. Ah, look at that. No way, yeah. 1971. Well, that's not as cool to get tattooed. No, Maybe. not. <laughs> yeah, 1971, 1983, 1995, 2007. We're a bunch of pigs. Oh, but your dad is a, your dad's a metal pig, and I'm a wood pig. What does that mean? Wait, no idea. Yeah. Metal and wood, and I didn't even know that. Neither did I. But dude, if I'm a gold dragon, I'm like I'm gonna boast about that for the rest of my life. Wait, you're 2000. Yeah, that's me. 2000. Chinese so Zodiac. early. Just as a uh, dragon. Just as just dragon. a dragon. Just casual dragon. Wait, I'll send it to you right now. This is the picture I have. He also has like a sacred heart on top. That's like his life motto. You can see it now. Yeah, man, that's super cool. American traditional style. Is that what that yeah. is? Yeah. No, That's it's dope. it's a cartoonist style actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little. little different. Word. That's super dope. That's awesome. Dang, yes. dude. Your dad. Is... He got it when he was. He got it like, I think it was like maybe like four years ago as well. So it's like nice. his. He didn't buy a Harley. He just got a tattoo for his midlife crisis. Nice. It's just, nice. It's a good. I, I'm really like. I'm almost like, it's weird, but I'm almost proud of his tattoo. Yeah, man. Oh, that's super cool. I'm sure he'd love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, he knows. He knows. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he also, on the, on the bottom, you got like a Ganesh. I don't know if you know, like, it's the Hindu elephant god with an elephant as a face. Yes. Mm-hmm. He got that under because you, uh, I used to live in Sri Lanka for four years. So oh, that wow. was kind of, and he really liked whatever that philosophy stood for. Mm-hmm. So it's a little reminder of that. Yeah. And that's a Foo cool. Fighters logo as well. Ah. <laughs> Dude, your dad is, that's a tough tattoo. Like, that's a, a tough-looking tattoo. 
That's you know what the funny thing is? He he's got oh, so he got his like his, his white tee, so he looks like you know, what do you call? Oh, what's that? It's in, I forget the name. But he's actually like a, a diplomat in real life, so he's like a you know a blue blue collar kind of guy. But then really? under that, there is like this tattoo, and nobody expects it too because he's yeah. You know, so wait, uh, no, he's a, he's a diplomat, so he's a he's a white collar kind of guy. Oh, is that a white collar? White wait, collar. A blue collar is then like banking or stuff or lawyer. No, blue collar is like union worker, construction type guy, uh, oh. like working with your hands. That's a blue collar guy. Really? White collar uh. is would a white collar would be a banker. A white collar would be a diplomat. Uh, like I would be a white collar. Ah, uh, I thought it was just because you wear blue shirts to your work, which he does. Well. Must have read it. <laughs> read it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna well, fact. I'm gonna fact check myself right now. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, blue collar is manual work, huh. or yeah. All right. Well, learned the, today. I learned. Yeah. Always growing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So your dad's a white collar, <laughs> and you're gonna be a white collar type guy. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless I decide to switch it all around. I have had like Get a manual labor. Of like. Uh, doing, um, becoming a chef. It's like a low key, also a dream of mine. Just want to do have it for you ever, forever. Have you worked in restaurants before? I have. I have. I like it. I love working, like, with food. I love like uh, learning things about food as well, and like discovering mm-hmm. new combinations it's, for myself. It's legitimately crazy how similar one our lives are and personalities are. All I've ever done <laughs> is worked in restaurants, uh, and I've had the same like fascination of being a chef, but after, in recent years, after continuing to work in restaurants, I've continually seen how hard they work and how intense it is, and that intensity, I don't have the passion for it, so I, I, I wouldn't be able to enter into that yeah. world of being no, a chef. You have to have some serious passion to get mm-hmm. in that world. I've, I've, I've talked to uh, a chef I met in, what was it, Ayutthaya, a female chef, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not that frequent because um, it's because no, uh, no. it's such a, a rough work environment. Yeah, not, there is no bitching. <laughs> Absolutely no. You work twelve hours a day on your feet the whole day, man. It's crazy. Some serious dedication to the job. Yeah, and not that just it's it's difficult, but it's you have to be aggressive. You have to be uh, blunt. You have to oh, yeah. not be as uh, agree. Oh no, I wasn't saying that because she's a film chef, and that's rare because it's hard work. But that's in general, it is like yeah. extremely hard work. Yeah, but I think that's no, why men are a little bit more drawn to it because men are naturally more aggressive. Men are naturally less uh, agreeable. Men don't care about getting people mad as much, uh, and so those are traits that are inherent. That are generally men are are more uh, are more like that. And so I yes. totally, I think it's, that's why. One yeah, of the why podcast is getting more and more controversial. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Gender norms. Oh no. <laughs> we discussed. Dude, I don't, I don't even care about it. I, I think people <laughs> need to, I think people need to take it down a notch. People need to chill out. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I'm a, I feel like I should just be able to say that without getting backlash. Yeah. And like, I feel like, and like even, when you were like, uh, when you said there's no bitching, I uh, like, I was like, oh shoot, like that's uh, he's being uh, what's like he's being sexist, 
and but like I know you weren't being sexist, and so that's why I said the thing about that's what yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. kind of clarifying it just to make sure that like we yeah, didn't step yeah, on any toes. I, I really honestly didn't mean it that way, but then yeah. I, I I listened later. I was like, oh wait, that's how it sounds. No. And like it bothers me that we have to. She's tough as well. She's tough as nails, man. That, yeah. that was a girl. I mean, she was like, she was like, really, I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> roll with the punches, like really yeah. hardcore in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you could see she worked hard and driven yeah. and very like extreme passionate for her job as well. She worked mm-hmm. for some like really cool restaurants. Look, oh God, what's his? I forget his name. I think his name is Grant Ashets which is like one of the greatest chefs in the whole world. And she's right. apparently served a meal for him because mm. the owner knew him or something like that. I don't know. So I, that was like a That's little dope. dork, dork happy thing for me. <laughs> cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Being a chef, I, I cooked on a line for a summer. Uh, like I was mm. a line cook and yeah. it, it was a cool experience because when you're behind the line and it's mid dinner rush and you, the line is full with tickets and the, just the aggression that's associated with it, the heat and the anger and the intensity. Yeah. It's kind of like way too much of a loving guy for that. Like I do not yeah. honestly, I don't see you like in that, in that scenario. I feel yeah. like you'd be a good, but like mentality wise, I don't, you're just too, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's, it's only in a good way though. I mean, yeah. like, cause like, it's like a drug, that intensity. Because you go, you go, you go. And when I was doing that, I understood why chefs yell at people. I understand why. I understood why they were so nasty. I'm not so saying nice. it's, I'm, it's, I'm not saying it's okay for them to be nasty. I'm not saying that it's right. And I, I still don't think you should do it because it's easy. You can not, it's possible not to be that way. But I understood why it happens just because the the situation is so aggressive and you have to go so quickly and you have to work so efficiently that when somebody screws it up it's yeah. a it's a big deal and so there's a lot of intensity that's associated with cooking in such high volume and so i understand why chefs yell at people i'm not saying it's right but i get it uh but the 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 aggression, dude, the anger and the heat, it's like a drug. It's not something that I could keep up, but it's it's a crazy feeling. Yeah, I get that. And like I've never worked in a high pressure situation like that. It's always been kind of like I don't know, like slower in that uh-huh. sense. Like what you describe, I know it from like whatever. Um, I read Anthony Bourdain's book. Yeah. That. No, but I know who he is. Like yeah, he, he like I think it's knife's kitchen's knife. I don't know something like that. Uh, and how he describes it is exactly that: like burning furnace, mm-hmm. extreme aggression, fire, like fire it mentally, physically, both mm-hmm. ways. Cool though, but it it is that's intriguing to me. Just to like oh god, like I appreciate the passion that people that yeah. chefs have for their job. Yeah, I it's think it's cool, cool to see someone so driven. Yeah, for making food, you know, it, it sounds so. Some of the most basic things, basic work like jobs you could have in the sense yeah. that must there must be a cook. Yeah, has to cook your food, man. Must be. <laughs> As for me, I don't, I, I don't think I could, I would, I know that I'm never going to do it as a profession. But 
my love for it is going to be I'm going to express that just from just cooking for people, like having people over for dinner, things like that. Like that's where I'll get my fix. Yeah. Like I'm not going to get it in a, in a career because that would be too much for me. Yeah, I agree that I, I'd never, I could never do it for long. I think mm-hmm. I just get like, go crazy mm-hmm. or there... yeah, or you like, or you double down and you go like, okay, I want to be the best. At this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's what I, I, I that's, I, Feel like that i would go both more far more likely to just do it like stop doing it at some point but i could see myself just go like this is going to be me now <laughs> this is my life and just yeah like, this is it and it has to be your it. life if you're a chef there's no yeah. there's no other aspect best in the world mm-hmm. there was a show on netflix what was it called like i think it's called like seven days before and it's seven days before the reopening of the number the rated number one restaurant in the world uh-huh. And I think it's in New York City, actually. Uh-huh. I don't know the name, but it was like all the planning that has to go before they reopen. Yeah. Totally. So they won number one. They got it at some big ceremony. Number mm-hmm. one, I don't know who decides that, but they won it. <laughs> and, then, and then they closed it. They closed down the restaurant. They shut wow. it for like months. Crazy. And then they just totally revamped it. Wow. And they kept all their stars. Yeah, crazy. Nice little <laughs> documentary. It's like an hour. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up. Do you remember what it's called? Yeah, I think it's I think it's called like something like Seven Days Before, and then it's Seven there's a lot before. of episodes of them, and one of the episodes is regard they do it a lot about a lot of different things. So they got one like Seven Days Before the start of the Derby, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or Seven Days Before the start of like a, a League of Legends gaming. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Or like Seven Days Before the grand reopening of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, word. Yeah, That's just cool. Google. Yeah, I think cool. you'll find it somewhere. Yeah, I just finished yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I'm definitely I'm. I'm God, I love that show. Yes, dude. dude yeah. So love good. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? Didn't they just make a new season? Isn't that they just, did, like, just it, out? It's not on Netflix yet. It's just on regular TV. Damn. When is I, that out? I don't know. I don't know when it's gonna come to Netflix, but. Yeah, and I didn't even when I was watching the last episode, I didn't even know I was watching the last episode, so I wasn't mentally prepared for it. I just I kept watching. Oh wait, watching, yeah, watching. your audio just fell out five seconds. Wait, just uh, I think your audio like for five seconds is just cut out for a bit. How is it now? Just, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Work. So what uh, you were saying about you were I watching? Saying, I was watching it, and I wasn't when I was watching the last episode. I didn't even know that it was the last episode, and so I wasn't. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't prepared. mentally prepared for it. And then when on Netflix, after it was over, Netflix didn't give me the option to watch the next episode. Oh, and I was like, brutal. oh, my gosh. I literally <laughs> felt empty inside. Yeah. I, <laughs> I felt that. But that's like binging is dangerous, man, because you feel empty after you're done. Mm-hmm. I did the same with Peaky Blinders, which is such mm-hmm. an amazing show. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, any, any real Netflix show, I've always binged. There's like, that's yeah. how we consume content. Isn't uh-huh. that a quote as well? That's what they say in the show. Just everyone just, it's, I know people who like skip seasons just so they can binge the whole thing from front to last. So people say really? like, oh, like uh, Game of Thrones last season is going to come out. Okay, well, I'm going to watch it when it comes out because they haven't started yet. But like, wait, you can watch the first eight seasons now, right? No, but I want to watch it one to nine immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to watch. Like I don't want to wait. I'm like, all yeah. right, uh huh, yeah. This is like binging, man. Yeah, it's like that's like a drug too. It really is. It is addictive. Netflix mm-hmm. is addictive. I think 
Netflix even gives you like a pause option. Like if you've watched for like five hours of Netflix straight, that, it's like, are like, you hey, still there? Take a take a break. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I remember the Wii used to do that. Like the Wii after you you're playing for like an hour or something. Really? They go like, yeah, we were just playing. I was playing Wii Sports, uh-huh. and then they said like, hey, take a break, take your eyes off the screen. That's kind of cool. That is cool. I Read think, that, I think they literally said like, do not play our our, our console. But it'd be. <laughs> I think games should do that more. I think that's a good idea. I feel so too. I, uh, I feel like zero people would listen to it, but you gotta, yeah. no, I you would be like, yeah, no, skip, skip, skip. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop when I'm done, right? <laughs> Leave me alone. Dan, I loved this, dude. I seriously had a blast talking with Absolutely. you. And. I got to let you know, you, and I'm glad that we did it, and I'm pumped that it was you. I had a blast doing it. You're the first person to make it over two hours. Really? Yes. This is the first two-hour episode, and I'm pumped about it. And so this is super cool. I seriously had a blast. Uh, when When you're done traveling, when you go back to the Netherlands, I want to have you back on and recap your travels. That's great because I just hit exactly halfway today, so nice. you have another whole half of of, of tra- travels to go to. Oh, baby! Yes. yes. So here <laughs> we go. Here's the halfway episode, and I'll get you again when the, right. I mean when the uh, traveling is finished. Bango! What a cool freaking coincidence! Blast. Yeah, it is. It really is. So that's gonna be in the introduction. That's what yeah. this. Hi. <laughs> Again. That is awesome. dope. And that's the podcast. My beloveds, I love you guys so much. You listen to that whole thing. I freaking point with me. Tell me. If you listen to this whole thing, like every minute of it, hit me up and I'll give you a present. Mm-hmm.